Hit it, Phil. Can it be the breeze that fills the trees with rare and magic perfume? Oh, no. It isn't the breeze. It's Jackson time. Well, Joel, again, this is Buck Benny speaking. Uh, I Terry is back. I'm so excited to have Terry back with us. It's been quite a while, and uh, it's uh, delightful to have him. Um, today's episode, just so we know, is... Uh, the famous uh, Wonder Bread shirt episode. Uh, actually, that's one of the things it's known for. The main thing it's known for is how Jack met Mary. And so we'll we'll talk about that one. It's one I've wanted to do for quite a while. We're going to spend the next few weeks on how Jack met different people. There's, there's a number of these episodes, and we'll go through a bunch of them. So we thought we'd start with how Jack met Mary. But before we get to that, let's uh, talk to Terry. Um, Terry, the... Uh, the the project you have coming up the the newest episode of your imaginary theater uh sounds like it's it's close to ready for unveiling is that sound about That's right correct. yeah we we wrestled over the script for much longer than i expected it was the most difficult episode i've uh had to produce so far uh having said that i hope the next one will be a lot easier and <laughs> a lot quicker but yeah we're steps away from um from uh, getting this thing done and um, and it's a two-parter. It's a two-parter. It's longer. So, than... so are you going to have both parts done then, or are you done with yeah, half both, of it? Yes, or... both. No, no. Both parts are going to be recorded uh, and presented at the same time, and uh, that was because we didn't want to run the risk of somebody being unavailable to do part two, because right. same characters and same actors are in both parts. Okay, that's you know that's smart, man. And you mentioned something like that early. The, when we talked about it a year and a half ago that you were starting the thing or something. <laughs> it feels that way. <laughs> I had dark hair and I had hair. <laughs> but I'm just so excited to get a new episode. Um, I love them. We've been airing them weekly on my podcast to kind of almost do a countdown until we hit the new one. So thank you. For uh, that. That'll be exciting. It'll be another couple of weeks and then we'll be ready to, to play the new one. So thank you very much. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. And and they're so enjoyable. They're so um, interesting. And they're just these little staccato performances that are fairly short. Now, this one's going to be one of the longer ones, correct? Yeah, each half will be about 20 minutes. So about 40 minutes. All about 40 minutes between the whole thing. So yeah, great. Uh, which, which of course, if you go back to my original prediction that the show was going to slow, slow, get longer and longer as it went, it, you you That's stuck right. on that yeah, progression. It's, which is, it's not looking like there'll be a twenty-four hour episode. No, uh, probably not. <laughs> or it'll be five years in the making. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, let's let's move on with uh, our Jack Benny uh, chat, and well, let's go through our people here. We have Kathy Fuller Seeley, who uh, I've been posting uh, most recently some of my interviews with her, talking about her books. And Kathy, the, what wonderful books they are, and what wonderful interviews those were. They were so much fun to do. We couldn't, I, I mean, really, when I started the interview, we were going to go over three books. I was going, okay, about 15 minutes a book. It'll be maybe 45 minutes total for the whole thing. I, I think it ended up being two plus hours uh, of, oh, wow. of interview time, but it was it was fun. And As I said, I had no life otherwise. So. <laughs> well, it's just it's just your life is intertwined with so much with Jack Benny and the books you've created that it's that it's charming to hear you talk about those. And then uh, we of course have John Henderson here, and John is from this day in Jack Benny, and uh, 
John, anything new on your front with with this Jay and Jack Benny or uh, any of your other podcast? You have any new podcasts that you've started or anything? But go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's really just plugging away at this point. I'm doing this day and Jack Benny every week, and then I also have another. Like I've got some podcasts that I've sort of completed. I've done like all of the Aldridge family in a podcast called G Wiz, and now I'm working on a podcast called Bible Broadcasts, which is doing right now a series of the life of Jesus from an old radio show. So I'll, I, you know, it's when you start a project that's like two years long, then there's nothing new for two years. But you know, it's lots of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really cool that you do that. I love that. Love that. And that's kind of what I do too. I'll take on different projects and we do them. I mean, for instance, uh, this whole gang, we, we did the, the Orson Welles commentaries that we did. There was a year's worth of them and we did all of those. And so that's great. Uh, we still are going to double back and do a redo a couple at the beginning that I did by myself. Cause I'd like to have you guys help me do them, but I, I'm just basically waiting till Vincent's available again. Um, I, I think that'll be a few weeks. From now. Deadline. He, he's yeah. on dissertation deadline. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> and, and that's fine. We got, we got time and actually we've needed to focus on Jack Benny anyway, with the convention and everything going on. So, uh, mm -hmm. so that that's been fine. And then, uh, and speaking of that, we'll switch, we'll go over to Zach for a minute. Um, and Zach can talk about, uh, the new thing that's, that's, uh, starting up on YouTube with, with Jack Benny. And I think that'll be an exciting thing to chat about. I can. Yeah. Um, so this kind of happened um, over the course of the uh, post-mortem that we all had on the convention as a group. And uh, Hope Sears from <clears throat> all of the classics podcasts, um, she and I have collaborated on several different ventures. And uh, one that I think really uh, we've needed for a while with the fan club has been a YouTube page that is attached to the fan club itself. And so it's going to be a hub for all Benny related discussions, such as this lovely show or uh, discussing Benny with big John Matthews from the glowing dial um, and conceivably a place to put like further discussion shows of forth. And also we're trying to figure out what else can go on the page itself. So there's still a lot of in development stuff going on. Um, I can tell you that Walden Hughes from YUSA is providing back episodes of a show that he and Laura used to do discussing Benny. Um, uh, yeah, which I have never heard before. So this is going to be a very exciting uh, thing for me to dig through. Um, and we're also going to try to see if we can float some new things around. Uh, one thing that I think we, we got fun and excited about was like, actually recreating some of those jello recipes from the 37 cookbook that everybody loves looking at and like there's definitely recipes in there that i've wanted to try making but have not had the chance to so those are things that are in the works and also trying to actually get the fan community involved in creating stuff um there is discussions of a possible contest we don't know exactly what it is going to be uh, and also the idea of fan art appreciation, like, cause there are people that do a lot of Jack fan art on the, on the Facebook thread that we, we don't always tend to like mention right away. Uh, but that would be a great way to encourage participation within the community. So, so yeah, it's, it's exciting. Um, hope's really the, the lead spearhead on it. I've been kind of providing guidance and ideas where I can, um, but at a certain point, it's going to be both of us like steering the ship where we where we can. So, um, and 
I'm excited that all of you guys have shown enthusiasm for it as well, because, you know, Hope and I do podcasts that cover Jack, but we don't cover Jack as consistently as folks like you or Big John. So it'll be nice to have the people who contribute to it constantly being a part of that result. So yeah, it's, so it's, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we're going to put some of our content over there and, and, and things as well. Mm -hmm. Um, what I'm currently thinking is like today we're going to do two episodes. So mm -hmm. I'll put one on my podcast and the other one on uh, the Jack Benny podcast, the, the page that we're talking, the YouTube channel we're talking yeah. about, whatever it's being called. I don't know what it's called currently. It's Zach, right now it's the uh, IJBFC uh, YouTube is, is pretty much the, the, the current title of That's it. That's what I was kind of figuring to be. And right. Yeah, so um, it also may be a place for some of the convention videos to go. We're still trying to figure that part right. of it out right now. But anyway, so I was, so I think we'll put a new one on each and then the following week flop flip flop them so that so that it'll be new content they'll they'll each have original content that's going to be on for a week and then after that the next week they'll have the content that was on the other one which i think will work out slick anyway and yeah. so so i think that'd be great and get it out there to be seen by more people yep because uh in trying to follow jack's lead it doesn't matter where they see us if they see us and and, and yep. more people get exposed that's great everybody so. will know that the buck benny otr show was great last night even if kathy got all the laughs that's right <laughs> that's, yeah, you, you, got that. you got that <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so so let's head out with this one so mm -hmm. um let's go with uh let's go with john because it seems like like i haven't been calling on john recently as much or or he gets the last position so we'll, we'll go to john and john I, you can tell us what you think about jack meeting mary episode and uh the shirt, the, the Wonder Bread shirt, and whatever you want. So go ahead, John. Yeah, I, I had seen, you know, on the uh, fan club and on the internet a lot of times this polka dot shirt, the so-called Wonder Bread shirt, for a long time. And I actually didn't know where it came from. I, I haven't seen that many of the television episodes. I mostly listen to the radio show. And this was, this has got to be in my top 10 episodes. This was so delightful and fun. I love this episode so much. Um, yeah, so uh, first, Mary Livingston is not always on the television episode. And when she is, it's so much fun to see her because I know her so well from the radio show. So seeing her alone was great. And it had a couple of the classic bits, which they probably do in a bunch of the episodes, but I haven't seen all the episodes, like the racetrack tout, you know, come here a minute, buddy. And... The I don't know guy who I don't think I've ever seen on television before, uh, but yeah, Benny, just Benny done Rubin, in the yeah. classic way. It's great, yeah. I don't know if he's been on before. I, I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Is that, uh, is, is that Joe Besser? No, that's Benny Rubin. That's Benny, Benny Rubin. Rubin. Well, yeah. I'll, uh... <laughs> yeah. Kathy will look in our archives to see if. He's... Oh no no no! I'm looking in the Bible here. Uh... Yeah. Uh, it was it was interesting that you know they do a flashback to like the 1930s obviously when jack met mary they gave him somewhat of a 30s outfit but they didn't really do anything else to try to make him seem like he was 30 you know, <laughs> however much younger or mary or anybody really even the, the set decoration you know it seemed more like 1954 than it did like 19 
you know, 32 or whatever, but it was so much fun. And I got to say the highlight that I was not expecting because, you know, some of the things, bits they reuse I've heard before, but something you could only do on television and was just um, shocking and amazing was the girl who does spoilers, the splits. Yeah. So she's, she, she's, she's, you know, she, she's, uh, you know, buying from Mary Livingston. She's like, are these, uh, are these strong? And then she jumps off the counter, does into the splits. And it just blew my mind. And, and then she gets up casually as if nothing's happened. That was so funny. Well, and, and when they've done it for radio, they've done the whole, oh, these are, these are three thread hose. No, they're two thread or that bit. If you're a radio fan, you, you've heard it. And I love it when they take a radio bit and then they add a visual element to it to, to update it and change it because it throws us completely off because, of course, we never couldn't see that or they didn't describe that in, in the radio. So it's kind of a cool updating of, of the bit. Um, Kathy, let's let's go over to you. What did, what did you notice? Oh, well, it's a fabulous show. And you're, I'm with you, John, that I uh, truly hadn't seen very many of the television episodes. And this one is a delight. Jack looks so, I mean, sort of sweet. And, you know, I just, I love his attitude. Hey, baby, you know, the kind of <laughs> guy. He just seems to be enjoying himself so much in a kind of sentimental way. It's wonderful. I wanted to point, I, I mentioned that um, a, very, um, a mix of new things and old things in this episode, uh, a very old thing was the passing the joke along. Hey, girls, he's Jack Benny. You know, and then it goes one, one woman, one clerk to another clerk to another clerk. And they've been doing that since the early 30s. And that was wonderful. I wanted to mention on a slightly different note, something that's fresh. Uh, there's another marvelous little bit uh, that wasn't in the radio episode. And that's when Don brings the sportsman in and they're singing Oh Baby Mine. And they make a special place for Rochester. And he gets to do the dance. You know, and he's got his broom and he's singing. And it's a wonderful showcase, you know, an extra showcase of Rochester's talent. What frustrates me is that certain younger television historians will just snip that up, snip that little part out and say, look at, look at the um, minstrel show. Look at the, you know, and it's like, but you don't, it's, you know. Because you could look at watch the whole episode or that whole segment you see they set it up to um praise you know i mean they're doing it especially because they know he's a professional and it and he happens to be cleaning the house and it's so it as i said i'm i'm very frustrated that the piece has been used in television history documentaries to point up how badly african americans were treated on television and i just um i wish those people so quick to judge um, had actually looked at the context. So. We've, right. we've talked about this in regards to Eddie on film specifically, Kathy. You and I have had several discussions mm -hmm. on this. Um, there are other, there are other evidences of Rochester um, where they could have an easier access point to point that out than that than this moment here. Um, yeah. Man about town would be the one that oh, we sure. we know that we know that it was not specifically intended but the imagery unfortunately plays off strangely with him dancing in front of that that the chimp cage um yeah. in in this particular episode i don't see it that way i think the closest you get is that the fact that he has a broom in his hand but sure. the context of eddie anderson as he exists 
is still showing his ability as a vaudeville dancer and a vaudeville performer. And prior to that, we still have him, even though he is washing the dishes with Roy, you've got, you've got the many, many examples of him going by behind Jack's back and, or talking yeah. back to Jack. So it, there is a, there, there, there is a context that they, that they remove when they just use that clip solely on its face. Now I understand why they're doing it and they're making a broader point, but yes, when you're snipping out that individually and yeah. without the context of who Eddie Anderson was as a performer yeah. and why he was a groundbreaker rather than somebody yeah. pushing it backwards, it does create an inflexibility, but this is anytime you can get Eddie dancing on yeah. the show it's just another example of his artistry that we get to watch what he would have done on a vaudeville stage or would have even done in the movies. Because at this point, I don't know how many times Buck Benny Rides Again is actually being rebroadcast on television at this point. So yeah. so who knows? They might have like, this is the only example you're going to get because all of this material we talk about, they weren't expecting reruns. They weren't expecting exactly. rebroadcastability. And so therefore you you you're giving them something that they haven't seen before that they remember and i i love that we get that opportunity for it and also we do get you know the we get interactions with roy here which is you know that doesn't always happen on the show either yeah. well it's um, so interesting to see what? roy because he's on the radio show mm -hmm. but even on the radio show it's it's he's sort of a nothing character right but yeah. actually to see him and and to see his face, like he really comes to life a lot more. And then to be able to read that back into the the radio show will be interesting. Well, I think yeah. he's I think he appears first on the television show. Oh, really? And, and then goes across to the radio show, which is interesting, oh. uh, because they wanted somebody for for Rochester to play off of on the TV show or be able to talk to on the TV show. And so that, then they carried thought, that, well, that kind of worked, and so let's take it and bring it over to the radio show. So uh, you can tell he wasn't designed to be all that interesting of a character to begin with. I mean, he, and, and so that's kind of how, what happens there. But uh, I don't know, I, I, I watched, as I'm watching this, I was thinking the two things. I was thinking, it's like frustrating that they have to be sitting there cleaning uh, for Jack. But on the other hand, it's pretty cool to have two black guys on the screen, no white person in the room, just just them having a conversation. I mean, that's that in itself is that hugely was, groundbreaking. It, exactly. There were almost, after the Amos and Andy show went off and the brief Nat King Cole show, there were no other African-Americans uh, um, right. you know, on, on TV at that time. So... You, just as you say, they're they're natural, and that's their job, and you know they're right. they're doing it professionally. And so. they were not being uh, the the two of them talking together are not being what audio stereotypes. I mean, they're not they're not neither of them are are blown out of proportion black a, over yeah. top performances. Now that they're, they're what they're doing with cleaning and things is is not the greatest uh, look. No. But but it's not Gosden and Corral. This isn't like this isn't Freeman and Charles going out and doing their shtick from Amos and Andy in front right. of the camera. It's a natural conversation, and it's a it's a stepping stone. It's the step. It's one of many stepping stones that you see throughout the era, specifically with Jack, partially because he's not he's the one lens he's looking at it through is a post World War II environment where he shifts the entire influx of how Rochester is perceived 
with the few exceptions of when reused scripts aren't double-checked, as Kathy talks about in her book. Now, the one thing with this one, though, is, is that this is a general conversation that unfortunately is mired in a negative stereotype. But again, it does point to the context of like when you talk about Eddie Anderson as a character and any characters that surround him, it's important to understand who the character is before it's lifted out of that. Right. But I agree. I wish it was something. I, I wish it was something rather than them washing dishes. I also just it's there's a part of me that goes like, well, what else would they have? What what else would they have done to have Roy there? I mean, you could have had Roy and him walking home from a night out or whatever. Like it, there could be something of that nature, but. It, or they it, could have been just finishing up just on the last couple of dishes or whatever. Yeah. And then they put it away and then they're just having a conversation. They, but instead mm -hmm. they have them cleaning and doing things throughout their conversation. Right. Um, you know, um, but Terry, what, what are your thoughts on this uh, episode? Well, let me begin with the, the scene that followed uh, that, that opening, which was um, the interview with Jack in the other room. Mm. Um, and the interviewer was played by Joseph Kearns, who we've seen in, in many roles, uh, both on radio and, and television. And I was uh, intrigued by the, by the very first thing we heard Joseph Kearns ask Jack, which was, so were those the only, were there any other Broadway shows? And Jack said, no, just those two. So I was kind of curious to know what those two were. Yeah, They were The Great Temptations in 1926, and uh, Earl Carroll's Vanities in 1930. They were both review shows. Oh, yeah. I, I, I did not know that Jack Benny had been on Broadway in the uh, late 20s and early 30s. Yeah, he went to the Vanities after working with MGM because Thalberg gave him nothing to do under contract at right, MGM. Right. But he booked it for the Vanities as quick as he could. And the Vanities is, in that time, is where he gets, gets to the radio career because it's right. like a, in the midpoint. But yeah, no, Great Temptations... I, I know virtually nothing about it. It's just, it's something, it's one of the few things yeah. he mentions, but. Yeah. I was also tickled to see um, this technique that had been used, um, I guess, initially in radio, but then quite commonly in television when a, when a familiar character, a familiar actor would enter the room, the audience, the live studio audience would applaud. And they did that with every introduction when they cut to the scene with Joseph Kearns and Jack in the living room. There was applause when they were talking to uh, Mary on the telephone, and then they cut to Mary, and we see her. There's a pause for the applause, and it was an you know an old technique, but a familiar one, and part of this transition between radio and television. Um, one of the other familiar faces was uh, someone who would later show up in, in a much more prominent role, um, Joyce Randolph, the actress who was one of the the people in the. Um, in the department store, who of course ended up playing Trixie, uh, Art Carney's wife, Ed, Ed Norton's wife. Oh, on, yeah, um, right. That was Joyce Randolph. The last note I have here is about that shirt. I Someone's going to have to explain it to me. I <laughs> think I had a pretty good sense of comedy. Was it supposed to be a joke? And if so, why did nobody laugh every time it was mentioned that the shirt was guaranteed? What the heck does that mean? And why is it funny if it's supposed to be funny? I, I don't understand. I was thinking the same thing. So well, I, I, unless what it's I, a carryover from the from the radio show, something, but I can't remember. John looks like he might have something. Well, I mean, I I don't know if this is just my guess. I don't have actual information on it, but I think the idea is, firstly, you look at that shirt. It's a distinctive shirt. You're not going to confuse <laughs> that shirt 
with any other shirt, right? So he says, uh, oh, you know, this shirt is uh, guaranteed, which means, you know, it's, uh, I, I assume it means it's, it's either made so well it's guaranteed to last, or maybe if it wears out, it'll be replaced, right? <laughs> so then you go back in time, and he it looks that we see when he first got that shirt, it was 20 years earlier or whatever. When you see it on the, uh, the well, shelf right. on that's sale, what it is. it's that's so why distinctive, they say it's you know guaranteed. that's it, yeah. right? Okay, all right. And, you know, they did use that bit in the radio show. I was looking up, because I remember, you know, there's How Jack McMary on the radio show. Um, maybe there's another one, but the one I found was May 28th, 1950. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, that's there. Okay. There's a there's oh, a way earlier twice. one. Yeah, yeah. They, they the, started them in forty five. March right? March eighteen forty five. So they did 45. it twice. In the video. Well, yeah. they did. They they went through this cycle twice. And okay. I wonder because uh, you have to tell me about that one because the one that I listened to was how Jack met the cast and the Mary segment is the first seven minutes and then they go into Don and Phil and Dennis and stuff. So, well, the cast one is so interesting because. They did each one separate. So they had How Jack Met Phil, How Jack Met Don, How Jack Met Mary, How Jack Met the Sportsman. I think they have one. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there might be another one. I don't think he ever did How I Met Dennis Fred Allen. On, the, on the radio. But yeah. Um, yeah. He did okay. do How He Met Dennis with the cast one, and he yeah. did it in a yeah, in the cast one, but he don't yeah, think it had a standalone. Not, not a standalone, although there is a there is one of those retrospective shows i think before they leave jello and go to grape nuts where they talk about the the highlights of the jello program as it existed and you have them talking about how jack met dennis and they recreate the sketch of dennis's first appearance with verna felton as his mother yeah. but the song is instead of good night my beautiful which is dennis's first song you have Wish Upon a Star from Pinocchio, which had been released that year. So it's like they'll reuse the bit in different ways, but and you'll hear that the timing is different. The 45 run of these How Jack Met Certain People, there's a couple of them that uh, stand out. One of them is actually How I Met, How He Met Phil Harris. And um, uh, that one takes them to um, the basement of whatever club he's working at. And mm -hmm. it has the joke about a, uh, is, we, this is a lock of Mr. Harris's hair, only 50 cents. Um, no, I don't want that. You better take one. We don't, uh, this is the last one and we don't share him till the first of the month. So uh, that, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the 45 one with Mary uh, specifically, it's a longer version of it. So it's like, it's actually stretched out to about the length of this particular sketch on the television show minus the visual details so yeah he he would recycle this more often than not but i yeah. but it, the, but he still had joseph kearns as like the did they still yes. have joseph kearns okay yeah. yep yes. they, he, kearns was in all of them all the way into tv i mean that's pretty yeah. cool that they that they kept kearns doing that mm -hmm. um like 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 uh kathy says it's so amazing how uh, they're doing things to either appeal to an audience that that is a long-time audience who's watched him for, you know, 15, 20 years, or it's just that Jack has this incredible loyalty and said, well, who was the guy that played him? We're going to get that guy. And they keep on getting the same people back because Jack wants to honor the fact that these people originated these parts. Um, mm. But I just think that's pretty amazing that Jack does that. Well, I'll tell you what, I think we'll hop off of this one because I want to chat a little bit about another one and then uh, we'll go from there. So unless anybody has anything else to throw in that they haven't thrown in yet, are we good?
I do want to throw in one thing. So yeah, we've talked we've talked about like in various conversations about Jack being filmed versus Jack being live. This is an example of a pre-filmed sketch, and there are two things that I noticed. Number one, we can obviously identify that it's filmed because of the close-ups we get on Jack, which are specifically edit points and cuts. The other one is, and it's not a criticism on Mary Livingston, but she does not know how to hold a phone. The way she is holding that phone, she is not <laughs> speaking into the receiver. I, it's it's one of those things that I notice yeah. where I'm just like this is a this is this is like watching a Tommy Wiseau film for a second where Mary just doesn't she has it off to the side so it's clear that the phone receiver would not be receiving her voice that clearly. Jack, yeah. I I hate to disappoint you, but for someone who was actually alive in 1954, people did hold the phone that way. Really? <laughs> because it was so loud if you held it too close to your mouth or something. It was just a it was just a habit. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Then then that then that kind of not a mistake. My, uh, not a mistake. No, no, it's not, it's not a disappointment. I'm glad to be corrected because I was looking at that going like she's not near the receiver. <laughs> well, the thing is when when it, and it, and historically when you watch television shows that have somebody on the phone, they don't want it in front of their face where you're not going to see their face. So even the mm, Brady bunch yeah. and things will be holding it down awkwardly because they just the way they film it and uh you know you, you it, it certainly if if the fawns answers a phone he always answers it down as well with right yeah i got you but i i gotta him. say as a filmed episode the energy is very good yes. and high yeah. sometimes that can it can really slump on a filmed episode this was a great one and i know we're running out of time but i want to mention that uh the uh there is a color photograph of Jack Benny wearing that shirt, and it's like it's like this sort of like weird peachish color, yeah. and then brown spots. So it's interesting. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's all. That's very good. Thank you. From Hollywood, the Jack Benny Program. Come over and help me clean the house, Roy. Ah, that's all right, Rochester. Say, it must have been a big party Mr. Benny had. Oh, it was, it was. He invited all his friends. Were his uh, neighbors, Mr. and Mrs. Ronald Coleman, here? No, Mr. Benny invited them, but they couldn't come. They both had pneumonia. Isn't that unusual for both of them to have pneumonia at the same time? No, they sat out in the rain all night long to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not make quite so much noise with the dishes, Roy. There's a reporter in the den interviewing Mr. Benny about his career. Oh, a reporter, huh? And, um, were you in any other Broadway shows, Mr. Benny? No, no, just those two. Oh. Excuse me, Mr. Benny, Miss Livingston's on the phone. Oh, oh, thank you, Rochester. I'll take it in there. Excuse me. Oh, certainly. Uh, Rochester, see that Mr. Kearns has some coffee, please. Yes, sir. Hello, Mary. Jack? Jack, I've got the biggest surprise in the world for you. What are you doing right now? Well, there's a man here interviewing me. What's the surprise? Well, brace yourself. This morning, I got a brand new Cadillac convertible. Mary, you... you got a... What? Well, that cost over $5,000. That's right. But how can you afford a car like that? Well, after all, Jack, I've been working for you for 20 years. 
So last week, I went down to the bank, drew out all the savings I had, bought a raffle ticket, and won the car. Well, congratulations. And you know, it's fully equipped. It has radio, heater, and everything. All I have to buy is just a spare tire. Mary, you mean the car didn't come with a spare tire? No. Well, all the nerve. Well, that's awful. Well, what do you want me to do, go get my dollar back? No. The next time you buy a raffle ticket, read it carefully. That way, you, you won't get stuck. All right, all right, Jack. But I've got to go, and I'm so excited about driving my new car. So I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye, Mary. I'm sorry for the interruption, Mr. Kern. Oh, that's quite all right. Now, where, where were we? Well, Mr. Benny, I think that while the sun is nice and bright, would you mind if we stepped out into your backyard so that I could get a few pictures of you around your pool? Oh, fine, fine. Uh, should I put on a coat? Oh, no, that shirt will photograph beautifully. It is a nice shirt, isn't it? I've had it for some time. It's guaranteed. Yeah, we gotta clean up that tray there, Roy. Yeah, okay. Uh-oh, Mr. Bentley forgot to put his violin away. He sure hates it when dust gets on it. Shall I dust it? Well, I don't know. You think you might drop it? Of course not. Well, let me dust it. <laughs> Rochester, maybe Mr. Benny doesn't play so good, but you shouldn't take it out on his violin. It might be very valuable. It could be a Stradivarius or a Guarnerius. Do you know what kind it is? No. How do you tell? The maker's name's always on the inside. You can see it by looking through these holes. Let's see here. Yep, there it is. What does it say? The Pep Boys. <laughs> I'll get the tray, Rochester. Okay. Well, hello, Mr. Wilson. All right. Hi, fellas. Hi, Rochester. Hi. Good to see you, boy. Hi, come right in. Uh, Mr. Benny's out in the backyard taking pictures. I'll tell him you're here. Oh, no, no, Rochester. We don't want to see him. We want to see you. The sportsman and I have worked out a wonderful number, but we need another voice. You sing, don't you? Anything but soprano. <laughs> hey, here's your music. Look it over. Didn't do hard for you, is it? Let's see. I think I can handle this. Hey. Let's run over one. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Come on, boys. Baby, my I get so lonely when I dream about you. Can't do without you. That's why I dream about you. If I could only put my arms about you, life would be so fair.
pictures turn out good. Oh, I'm sure they will, Mr. Benny. Say, uh, Mr. Benny, I just thought of something that I'm sure would be very interesting to my readers. Now, what's that, Mr. Kern? Well, as a matter of fact, I thought of it when you were on the phone with Miss Livingston. Mm -hmm. Well, she's been with you for so many years that I think my readers would like to know how you first discovered her. Oh, when I first found Miss Livingston? That's right. I discovered her? Well, I'll be glad to tell it to you. Sit down, Mr. Fine. Kern. Thank you. This is quite a long story. Uh, you see, it was in the 1930s. As a matter of fact, it was in the fall of 1932. I just started in radio myself. And one day, I was just walking down the street. Here you are, read all about it. Election campaign, red eye, here you are. Here you are, read all about the election. Literary Digest for next, Herman Hoover, victory. <laughs> Look, mister, this is your third time around the block. Now, why don't you buy a paper? Smart aleck kid. Hey, Buck. Buck. Huh? Got a match? Yeah. Yeah. Keep. Right. Hey, there's a nice shirt. Guaranteed, too. I think I'll go in and let him try and sell me one. Just a gigolo everywhere I go. People know. I wonder where the shirt sale is. Where's the information desk? Ask. Now, pardon me, I saw a shirt in the window that I like. Are they having the shirt sale on this floor? I don't know. <laughs> well, where is the shirt department? I don't know. <laughs> well, they are having a sale in this store, aren't they? I don't know. <laughs> well, for heaven's sake, if you don't know anything, what are you doing behind the information desk? I had to get behind something. I tore my pants. <laughs> Number four is the next elevator up, sir. Thank you. Hey, Bud. <laughs> Bud. Oh, it's you again. Come here a minute. Huh? Come here a minute. What do you want? Where are you going? Upstairs. Which elevator are you taking? <laughs> Number four. Uh-uh. <laughs> Take number three. But why number three? 
It'll beat number four to the top by two and a half floors. But number four is just about to go up. I know, but it's carrying too much weight. I just want to get a shirt. That's all, you know, so I'll just... I'll just take number four. Okay. It's your dough. I'd like to buy this shirt. I saw it in the window. Oh, a very wise selection, sir. This shirt is not only smart looking, but it's also guaranteed. Ah. Uh, what size do you wear, please? Well, it's uh, been so long since I bought a shirt, I, I forgot the size. Well, it's easy enough to find out. The size is marked on the inside of the collar. Uh, turn around, please. Yes, size 15. I noticed by the manufacturer's label that you've had that shirt a long time. Manufacturers? Yes, it was made by Hart, Schaffner, and Geronimo. Oh, yes. You know, Geronimo is in business for himself now. He makes arrow shirts. <laughs> this is your size, sir. That will be $1.99. Yes, sir. There you are. Two dollars. Mm -hmm. One ninety-nine out of two. Uh, it will take a few minutes to get your change. I'll wait. <laughs> Just a gigolo. Every place I go. People know the part I'm playing. Yum, bum, 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 bum. Dum, dum. Hey, get that good-looking girl behind that hosiery counter. What a chicken. <laughs> After I get my change, I think I'll go over and date her up. Gee, Mary, I wish this day was over. Yeah, standing eight hours a day is just murder. Yeah, when I get home at night, my feet are all swelled up. Mine, too. Wish I was a secretary or a stenographer so I could sit down all day. I'd rather have big feet. <laughs> Say, Mary. That guy over there is trying to attract your attention. straw hat he's wearing. Yeah, look what he's doing. He's got real talent. Oh, Sally, you say that about every guy that can wiggle his ears. <laughs> look at him. One at a time. 
Yes, ma'am. May I help you? I hope so. I'm looking for some extra strong silk stockings, size eight and a half. Extra strong? Yes. You see, I'm on the stage, and it's rather embarrassing if a stocking develops a run during a performance. Well, we have some new three-thread hose that are very strong. May I see? Certainly. <laughs> Someone trying to attract my attention. <laughs> Do you mind if I try these stockings on? Well, it's not customary, but there's a dressing room right back there. Thank you. Hey, Mary, don't look now, but that guy's coming over here. Oh, no. You want me to take care of it for you? No, I can handle it myself. <laughs> Look, he's walking like Theda Bera. Just a gigolo everywhere I go. Hello, kiddo. Where have you been all my life? Avoiding it. Hey, you're good. I like my tomatoes with a little spice. <laughs> Tell me, baby, what's your name? Mary. Mary what? Quite contrary? <laughs> oh, you beautiful doll. What's your full name? Look, mister, my name is Mary Livingston. I was born in Plainfield, New Jersey. I know I should be in pictures, but I'm very happy here at the May Company. Now, what do you want? <laughs> Wait a minute, baby, wait a minute. You've got me all wrong. Now, Mary, I'm not trying to These get These stockings fresh. seem to be all right. I hope they're going to be strong enough. Let me see. strange customers around here, don't you? Aw, oh, you're just self-conscious. <laughs> look, Mary, I'm not trying to get fresh. I really like you. Now, look, if I hang around here until you get through working, can I take you home? No, I don't think so. Why not? I got a taxi outside. Look, mister, I've been out with taxi drivers before, and I'm, I'm not driving. <laughs> don't you know who I am? No, thrill me. Well, hang on to your counter, because I'm going to. I'm Jack Benny. Well, what do you know? Hey, Sally, he's Jack Benny. Hey, Judy, he's Jack Benny. Hey, Peggy, he's Jack Benny. I don't know. Who's Jack Benny? I don't know. Ask him. Now, wait a minute, baby. You know who I am. 
I've been on the radio for three months. You ought to go out with me. Look, I've got a lamp that's been on the radio for three years. I don't go out with that either. <laughs> Hey, hey, that's good. You're fast on the trigger. What are you doing working in a department store? Look, I can put you on the radio. Hey, Sally. I knew this was coming. My mother told me there'd be guys like you, but I thought they'd be much younger. I'm serious, Mary. Look, you ought to be on the radio with me. You know, mister, as soon as I saw you sail that straw hat, I knew you were in show business. Sure, I used to do this in my vaudeville act. Hey, get a load of this. Watch this. <laughs> Gosh, that's wonderful. You think that's something? Get a load of this one. I'll really sail it this time. <laughs> This I don't understand at all. Now, Mary, how about it? Oh, Mary, why don't you make a date and go out with him? He seems like a lot of fun. Yes, yes, he does. Well... Oh, look at Mary. Now, look at I'm serious. If you go out with me, look at you go places. I can make a big star out of you. You're not kidding, are you? Of course I'm not kidding. Why don't you meet me tonight for dinner and we'll talk it over? Okay. There's a cafeteria right across the street. No cafeteria. Why, baby, you're going out with me, Jack Benny. Hey, Judy, who's Jack Benny? I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> you're going out with me tonight. A big star. I'll take you to the Brown Derby for dinner. Then we'll go dancing at the Coconut Grove. And I'll take you to a couple of swanky nightclubs on Sunset Strip. Why, baby, when you go out with me, money means nothing. Why, I'll take it. Pardon me, mister. Here's your penny change. I'll take you any place you want to go. Well, okay. I'll meet you tonight at 6 o'clock in front of the store. Okay, baby. I'll be waiting. It's the gigolo. Mr. Kearns, is the story of how I found Mary Livingston. Well, that certainly is very interesting, Mr. Benny. Well, I better be going now. I, I don't want to take up any more of your time. It's all right. I'll take you to the door. Oh, fine. Oh, by the way, your, uh, your butler uh, took my hat. Oh, oh. Uh, Rochester. Yes, boss. Will you please bring Mr. Kearns his hat? Yes, sir. You know, Mr. Benny, I'll bet Miss Livingston is really grateful to you. Well, yes, yes, she is. And after all, why shouldn't she be? When I found her, she was just a sales girl. And today, she drives a brand new Cadillac. Here's your hat, sir. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Mr. Kearns. Mr. Kearns, where did you get this hat? Well, I was in the store that day, too. I was wearing a derby. <laughs> No. Just a minute. <laughs> 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 
Field being on the show tonight. Oh, it was a lot of fun, Jack. You know, I think it was kind of a cute story the way I found you at the May Company. Well, it was true. Yeah. You know, I don't want to brag, but uh, you've been doing very well since then. Well, uh... I mean, it was kind of lucky for you that way back in 1932, I happened to walk into the store and buy that shirt for $1.99. You want to know something, Jack? What? You remember when that clerk came over and handed you the penny change? Yeah. Well, wasn't there something kind of peculiar about that penny? I don't know. <laughs> Looks all right to me. I knew he'd still have it. I only kept it as a souvenir. 